burnt cheesesteak and beer breath. Stale beer, burnt ends mixed with the smell of our sewers. <laughs> wow. A, a couple of them came in there and said, I hope they don't smell like Front Street. Yeah. Uh, smells like the sweet nectar of the end zone. Very good from the 785. Uh, nice. I like that one. Here's a good one from the 816. Unseasoned baked potatoes. <laughs> from the 816 in section 304, a wind smells the same as a loss or a tie. Weed the whole game. <laughs> but when it's going well, there's a different odor. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 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 yeah there's an odor of happiness. You just know it, man. There's nothing better than leaving oh, that stadium after a win. Oh, order. no. Oh, I wasn't I'm sorry. That's bad. Distinctive, distinctive smell of something else. Oh. Man, just get a win on Sunday. Right. Like, it's going to yeah. make it so much easier on all of us if the Chiefs just go out there and win. Right. It is, man. It is. It's going to be so much easier on Mahomes. It's going to be so much easier on Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. So much easier on all of us. Let's go win. God, I think it's vital for Andy, too, Josh. Nobody, Nobody needs to be dealing with the aftermath of not winning this one. Right. Well, except Philadelphia. They can deal with the aftermath of not winning this one. But for, for Andy Reid, like... Each day, I find more and more stuff. I'm like, man, it's vital for Andy. Oh, my God, it's vital for Mahomes. But this one for me, for Andy, and we talked a little bit about it with Ben Maller. If he goes one and three in Super Bowls, people are going to start saying on the national level, can Andy Reid win the big one? You know, you're going to get back to that kind of stuff, even though he's already won the big one. But one and three in Super Bowls is nothing to be impressed about. But you could say, hey, I made four Super Bowls. You didn't. You know, you you, you got that as well. So I think from, from that standpoint, it's important for Andy to get this one because a loss would give him those three losses, Josh, and that would be one short of the all-time record of four losses in the Super Bowl shared by Marv Levy, Bud Grant, and Dan Reeves. All three of those guys lost four Super Bowls. You don't want to be knocking on the door of that. You want to reverse that trend and get that win and be two and two in Super Bowls, have multiple Super Bowl championships, and be on your way to creating that dynasty. Now, even if he does go one and three, Andy can still go, I made four Super Bowls. But there will be questions nationally about Andy Reid if he loses another Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. And that will dominate the storylines going forward is can Andy Reid get the Chiefs over the hump? You're going to see stories like that and people discussing that the Monday after the Super Bowl. If the Chiefs were somehow to lose this game, Mm -hmm. people would be talking about the Andy Reid factor in this one, and rightfully so. And the current window that they're in. Can they win again in this window? Right. Are they wasting... Are they wasting Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes in this era of Patrick Mahomes. And you don't often get to three of four. And are you wasting your trips when you get there? Right. And can you win another one? I don't. I don't want to deal with any of that nonsense. I don't either. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to sit up here all season and, and off season and think about it because it's just not something I want to deal with right now. So go win It'll that game, Andy, for me. The collective defending the Chiefs tour again, uh-huh. much like it was this past off season. With what are you going to do without Tyree? You right. know that whole bit. It'll be like that again. This off season, right? I don't. I don't want that. I don't Let's want that win. either. And I don't want it for Andy either because he's such a great. You shouldn't coach. have to defend him anymore. Right. But this. if you go one and three in Super Bowls, you're going to have to start defending Andy Reid yeah, again. I and I, I don't need to do that no. at this point in time. No, no, Andy no. Reid speaks for himself. So just go out there and win that Super Bowl. Make it easier for everybody. So, five thirty to kick off Sunday on one hundred six five. The Wolf, Mitch Holtis, and Dana Hughes and myself on the game call. We'll start pregame coverage at two. We got Clark Hunt on board, which is good. Which now, is, okay. That's the biggest upset of them all. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a pretty big upset. And now another NFL owner is on board. We're talking about neutral site conference championships. Clark Hunt's been on the record saying he knows his his father was in favor of neutral site Mm -hmm. championship games, and they found out that they are not. Right. It's been too cool to play these games at home, and he understands the value of having this game for your home fans. So Clark Hunt was out there on board right away. Right. Arthur Blank also on board. It's a good guy to have in your corner. It's a isn't it? really good guy to have in your corner on something like this because he would be a, a facility that could seemingly make money off of something like this and was going to this year. He says, even though we were selected, I mean, it was a credit to our organization. They got, you know, they were picked for the neutral site. Game. They were available. We were selected out of uh, any number of teams to use our stadium. But having said that, I think your point is accurate when it comes to not having these games. The whole year you fight, you do what you can to win games, et cetera, et cetera. You want to reward your fans by hosting that championship game in your facility. That's exactly right. Yes, you do. It looks like the owners are clearly leaning in that direction, Josh. Having Clark Hunt and Arthur Blank, two of the more powerful owners in the sport, you know, come out and say that I think is big. Jerry Jones won't come out and say it because he knows it's the only way he's getting a championship game at Jerry <laughs> World is to have the yeah. AFC title game there. He really wants to host and, one of these and, things. And he'll be, he'll be pushing there. for it. He doesn't care. He just wants the game in his yeah, building, yeah. right? And so that that's exactly what's going to happen. But but I think I'm proud of the owners on this one because they actually listened to the fans. They really did. I mean, this was a three-week Right, a three-week story about these neutral site championship games. I don't think the players wanted any part of that neutral site championship game. The fans clearly didn't want any part of that neutral site championship game. And the owners actually listened to the fans and did the right things. And, and sometimes we're critical of the owners in the NFL, chasing every nickel. And they have done that. And they've done a great job of it, right? But now they're listening to the fans. And at the end of the day, the owners are going, what made us the greatest sports organization in America and one of the greatest sports organizations in the world. It's having that connectivity with our fans. And they realized, you know what? We can chase every dime, but if we go to this Midas touch philosophy, we may get to a point where our fans are just like, man, we're not interested anymore because you've taken all the way, the great things for the fans. And so this is something where the owners, I think woke up and realized for a hot minute, maybe it was something to discuss, but long-term, I think we're good with keeping these championship games in our venues. Philadelphia and Kansas City were freaking awesome this year for those games. And I just see the fans at that game. That's what I mean, I'm this saying. Is their, the fans, this is this man. is their this is their Super Bowl. I don't know what percentage of fans that were in the stands for the ASU championship game bought Super Bowl tickets too, but I'm guessing it's low. Yeah. You know? That game's not for all of us. It just isn't. It isn't, no. You you seen the prices. They're they're ridiculous, right? Um the championship games in your home venue, it is yours. You you take ownership of that game right. as a as a fan, and there's no way they should take that away from you. Plus, frankly, there's just not enough incentive to then win the conference. Yeah, you're gonna really diminish the regular season because what's like all you gotta do is okay. just get in. Well, we're not we're not gonna be able to host that final game anyway. So, yeah, so just whatever. Just get in and play. It doesn't matter. Why waste it all in the regular season? Like, Which you're is gonna see I, a diminishing regular season product. What I hate about some other sports, namely the NBA, where you see something, oh, they don't care if they're the first seed or not. It doesn't right. matter to them. They'll, they'll be the third and they're in and, and it's fine. Play a bunch of yeah. games at home, blah, blah, blah. Well, no. I want there to be an incentive. Your incentive should be to play as many games at home as home at home as possible. And so have that carrot out there, I think, is 
is great to to be dangling all season long. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be ripping away from teams, let alone their fan base. Right, exactly. Absolutely, 100%. And they're making the right decision on this one. I think the owners kind of got together and went, yeah, we got to keep these games in the home venues. Yeah. And as far as Clark Hunt is concerned, I think, think that's like a big step. There's a lot of beholden to what Lamar Hunt right. created and believed and wanted. And they they have kept you. orange seats in the lower level of Arrowhead for many years <laughs> yeah. after Lamar passed away because he had the orange seats. They there. haven't changed the uniforms, right? right? They haven't, as much as we've tried to like, hey, tweak it up a little bit. No, yeah. you know, they haven't changed a thing, right? Uh, this, and he's kind of gone out of his way to say, I know my dad was in favor of this, but. Right. That's a pretty big step. It is. It's a huge step because we thought, well, if his dad was in favor of it, he probably wants to keep his dad's legacy going. And this was something that his dad wanted, who was obviously one of the most important figures in the history of this league. But Clark is like, nah, keep these in the, uh, in the home venues. No, they're great. That's just a great game. Yeah. A lot of fun. I mean, I haven't been to one at a visitor stadium, but but I'm sure it's probably cool at theirs too. But yeah, Mm -hmm. if we can just play them all at Arrowhead, it's really great. Right. Sure, a visitor stadium's just as good. And then ask yourself this question: Say, say the Mahomes era is over, we're back to like it was, you know, where we're not a perennial playoff team. Are you going to roll out to say the NFC Championship game was at the new Arrowhead out of the Speedway? Are you rolling out to that? No, uh-uh. I'm not interested in that. Uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. Chiefs finished the season nine and eight, don't make the playoffs. But they're like, oh, we can host a we, we can host the neutral site if got you the want. Neutral site NFC Championship game. I don't. I don't care. No, it's it's. Uh, hey, welcome those of you from whatever you know. Spend thanks for spending your money in the in the metro. Right. You know? I don't. You know, as much as uh, bringing in dollars to the uh, the Kansas City area is great, and we all welcome that. I don't I, see I, any of those. Dollars. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be rooting for that. No. <laughs> and I want to see. I want to see even the games that don't involve the Chiefs in those stadiums. Those are fun. Those are fun. I just can't even. Ah. Uh, I can't even imagine what Atlanta would have been like. <laughs> it, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been the same. They but wouldn't the NFL, have known it was going but on. The NFL would have liked it. That's the bad part. Yeah, they would have. They would have. They would have definitively liked it. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we uh, glad we avoided that. And hopefully now more of the uh, the teams speak up and say we don't like it either. So uh, this is a little nerdy, or wait, a lot nerdy. This comes from Football Outsiders. You the lost Phil- me at football outsiders. I know, I know. I said it's a, it's a little bit, a lot nerdy. The Philadelphia Eagles had the NFL's best pass defense in the red zone. Okay. So what you're saying is we shouldn't throw it? Their red zone rush defense ranks 31st. So really bad. So I guess run the football in the red zone? <laughs> wait, who, wait, who, who? I know, who, who I know. Who are you talking I about know, here? I who are you talking about? I know. It seems based on what Hello? this team does. The Eagles defensively. Are you new here? Running the football in the red zone is where it's at. How confident are you that that will be uh, something the Chiefs definitively try? You are on the sidelines for these games, I correct? Am. I am. Do you, is it hard to tell what a pass and a run is down there for you? Well, it's a you know, a pass is an extension Too much of the of that run cushion game. the air for it's you. It's an extension of the run game, Bob. Uh huh. You know. Yeah, that. I, I, you know I'd that. love to be on your side on this one, Josh, and be like, yeah, the just run the ball. Stats would prove. Which Maybe show will. for this season that they're good against the pass in the red zone and they're not good against the run. Well, it's pretty evident there. Best in the NFL, w- almost worst in the NFL. Yeah, 31st. Hey, Andy, run the football. Yeah. Which I don't know. I have nothing. I don't. I'm just, I'm just wanting, like, 
The CEH activation intrigues me in it that does. regard. Yeah, he's great in the red zone. I, I don't know. But maybe you see them try to do a little bit more with the run game in the red zone than they have. I don't know. Based on how the Eagles defense it. I got a pretty big body of work that's going to tell them not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the Super Bowl. You got to change things just, up. Just pointing out some weird numbers here that would that would that would lead you to do that. I know that again, I know they won't too, but hey, you know. Your job as the head coach is to put your team in position to win, right? Be yeah. successful. Yeah. And we all know Orlando Brown loves run blocking. Craziest trash talk. Somebody called me an empty duffel bag. It's a fat guy. That was an elite one. That was elite. So empty duffel bag it was his nickname. You know he oh, likes to run block. That is harsh, right? It's still not as good as as somebody calling Ryan Lilger the fat Taylor Hicks. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Which is that's that's to, the all timer. You might have to Google Taylor <laughs> Ryan Lilger and Taylor or Hicks. Ryan Lilger. <laughs> we kid, right? Craziest trash talk. Somebody called me an empty duffel bag. An empty duffel bag. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Hey, Orlando Brown, how about going up against you, you empty duffel bag? Yeah. Oh, an empty duffel bag. Okay. So, look, that line likes to run block. Let's go. Mm. Mano a mano. Line of scrimmage game. Back to the old days. Hand in the dirt. Leather helmets. Let's do this. And pass. This could be it for one chief. We'll tell you who next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Patrick Mahomes joins CDOT every Monday at 2.15 for an exclusive one-on-one interview on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Fesco, I'm Josh Kligler, Brian Williams, Vita producing. Congratulations to uh, Zach Hughes, one of our Who? terrific listeners. Zach Hughes, he's the winner of the autographed Chris Jones jersey we Who? gave away yesterday. So congratulations to Zach Hughes. What did he win? A Chris Jones <laughs> jersey. That Chris Jones. By Chris Jones. We verified that. It's autographed by, autographed, yeah. yes. by Chris Jones. Chris Jones autographed jersey going to Zach. So congratulations to Zach. Right. Do you think this is the uh, last game in Kansas City for Eric Bieniemy? I'd be surprised if it wasn't his last game in Kansas City. What do you feel about that? What I've been and I've been asked about it a lot, like around the country, mm-hmm. and what I've said is, I think the Chiefs have been waiting for him to graduate for a couple of years. For a couple now. of years now, they've been waiting for him to to go, and, and this, I think it's this, in his best interest to go. This this may be it, but uh, reportedly a top candidate for the offensive coordinator jobs with the uh, Commanders and the Ravens. Both are Andy Reid disciples in Baltimore and Washington D.C. So I'm sure Andy Reid has called Harbaugh and has called Ron Rivera and said, "Hey, hire this guy." And I look, I think Eric Bieniemy needs to go. I think it's in his best interest to get the hell out of Kansas City because I think just like anybody. You kind of get like typecast as something, and 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 right now with Eric Bieniemy, I think people look at Eric Bieniemy and they go, "That's eh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes." Eric Bieniemy needs to go somewhere without Andy Reid and without so, Patrick and Mahomes and have success. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't agree with it because I, I like he should have he should have been a head coaching he should have a head coaching job by now, right? Maybe he's out of a head coaching job by now too. I don't know, but you know, Probably, what I mean? and like, back he, in Kansas, he should have yeah. at least had a shot at one, right? Absolutely. For sure. He, I mean, he's interviewed with 16 Look teams. At all the hires that have been made. 
You tell me Eric Bieniemy shouldn't be in line? Yes, absolutely should. But at this point in time, for whatever reason, it's not working coming from here. Right. So if you still want to do it, I feel like you go outside to try to do it. Right. Unfairly. Unfairly. Yes. But it is what it is. I but mean, it's, but it's there now. Not to mention, you brought back McNeggy, who was an offensive coordinator here, and he's right. been the quarterbacks coach. And you're like, well, that's a natural OC progression as well. Mm-hmm. Get him he ready was, to be the head coach. He was here if oh my gosh, somebody somebody's head about popped off when I mentioned I did an interview this week and their their head about exploded. What when you I said Maggie's gonna be the next yeah, head coach. Yeah. Why would their head explode? He took no, Mitchell Trubisky were, to the playoffs because in two they were years. from Chicago, Bob. Well, they're of idiots up there. That's why. Uh but yeah, this person's head was it was it was terrific. Oh good. Um, yeah. Yeah, people in Chicago don't know their leap from a hole yeah, So it's not right. He should be a head coach. And then you say, well, why should the Chiefs want? Because they've, they've kind of been preparing for this. It feels like right. like foot out the door kind of thing. And, um, yeah, I I, I, I got to think this is it, right? I mean, ha- do you know who the starting quarterback is in, in D.C.? Um, uh, Taylor Heineke? No, still? it's not. It should be. But probably it, right. It, it's somebody, they, they announced it yesterday, Ron Rivera did. He said, so-and-so is our number one quarterback. And exactly. And, uh, no, uh, Sam Howell is oh, yeah, is, yeah, is going to yeah. be the Young number quarterback. one quarterback. Okay. Somebody by the name of Sam Howell. I, right. I don't know who that is. But if Eric Bieniemy goes to D.C. and Sam Howell turns into a household name and we're talking about him as a quarterback, that's doing more for Eric Bieniemy's resume to get a head coaching job than coaching Patrick Mahomes. Than Reed and Mahomes. It yeah. is. It just is because he's never going to be able to distance himself from Reed and Mahomes. You take this to Washington, D.C., and and Thurston Howell is is doing things at quarterback that he's never been able to do before, and Thurston Howell becomes a quarterback that everybody around the league is talking about by October, then Eric Bieniemy is going to skyrocket up the charts. Same thing with Baltimore. You know, if Lamar goes back to Baltimore. What if he and, doesn't? What if he doesn't? Then he takes whoever the rando quarterback is there in Baltimore right. and makes him better. Then that's better for Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy is stuck here because of how good Patrick Mahomes is and how good Andy Reid is. Nobody's giving Eric Bieniemy the credit at all. So I think for his best interest, this should be his last game in Kansas City because if he wants to be a head coach in this league, he's got to go and do it and do it somewhere else where he's not tied down to Patrick Mahomes and tied down to Andy Reid. It's just that's just the yeah, facts. It sucks. It sucks. It's it's bad, but it probably makes the most sense. Yeah. Have you ever thought from the text line that EB might be happy and waiting for Andy to retire so he can become head coach? I've said for years Matt Nagy is the head coach after Andy Reid walks away. I'm not making things up. Who did Matt Nagy throw to in college? Brett Veach. Okay. What did they probably dream of while sitting in their dorm? Chicks. (laughs) Brett Veach town? Having a town named after them and one being the head coach. Right. Probably. I'm just guessing. We're putting, reading the tea leaves here, right? Pretty easy. I mean, I'm, I don't make things up when I come on the air. I'm not Skip Bayless. I'm not following a script that spec hands us and says you need to hit on these things. Matt Nagy is by far the leader in the clubhouse to be the head coach when Andy Reid retires, if Andy Reid ever retires. Yeah. And nobody's pushing no Andy out the that's door. That's not even, right. That's not even a thing. That's not even like, Close to being a thing, it sounds like. Right. No, not even close. Not even close. But who were who were college teammates? And who probably dreamed in their dorm room of, hey, one day, wouldn't it be cool if? Not just college teammates. Yeah. Grunts with the Eagles together. And then, yeah. 
Came up with the Deagle sister together. Yeah. Like, you know, fetching cheeseburgers for Andy and the crew yeah. together type yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Again, Matt Nagy won, went to the playoffs two times with Mitchell Trubisky. That should get him a statue outside of Hallis Hall. Mm-hmm. Instead, they ran him out of town. We can do better. How's your? How was your team this year, and Chicago? I know he got peppered down in Arizona from some Chicago people, Of course, right? yeah. He, he kind of took ownership of, yeah, here's what I didn't do right. Right. I don't know. You could probably learn from that in, right. in your next go-round. And the thing better. is, Nagy never coached Mahomes either. So it wasn't like he, he got the job because of Patrick Mahomes. Nagy's last year here in Kansas City, Mahomes was a rookie. He didn't play. He only saw him in practice. Look good in practice. Look good in practice, but Nagy (laughs) never coached Mahomes in a game at all. Doug Peterson never coached Mahomes in a game at all. Eric Bieniemy has coached Mahomes all these years, and everybody's going, wow, Mahomes and Andy Reid, and they never give Eric Bieniemy the credit. Go away, man. Mm. Scott Parks once told me, years and years ago of KMBZ fame, he told me one time, he says, sometimes you have to go away to get back to where you want to go. And I think that's the advice right now, I believe anyway, for Eric Bieniemy. Go away. Go away, do it somewhere else, and then you can get that head coaching job. He should have had one years ago, but he doesn't. And so if you go away and you make this Thurston Howell the third look good, then by God, you should be a head coach at this time next year in the NFL. Who was that that gave you that advice? Can't, Scott you Parks. Can't, you can't revisit it. You can't, re- you can't revisit it just to sure find I can. it. Sure can. Yeah. You got to be faster than that, this my friend. Well, I, got, I got 45 podcasts going on back here. Oh, you know, that's I, so funny. I got a bunch of stuff going <laughs> hey, could you, on. Could you but damn that? it, I'm going to get that drop in. Now, who was it that uh, <laughs> Scott Parks of KMBZ fame? I've heard of it. Yeah, there you go. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Costanza. Right. Jeez. You know what I should have done when he said Parks is I should have hit that. I love both I'm telling y'all. you, it, it, like, like it, it, in all honesty, like Eric Bieniemy's perfect job would have been Houston this year where they hired D'Amico Ryans, right? I still think that is the best job out of all of them. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but man, you don't have to deal with Russ. You don't have to deal with Kyler. You don't have to deal with whatever Carolina's got going on. You got a clean slate and a six-year contract. And you're probably going to have the first quarterback well, pick. Or it should have been... That should have been the best job for him a year ago at this time. But they've been through four head coaches in four years, you know too. You know what I mean? Yeah. When they were completely, basically, post-Deshaun. Right. Starting over. But they didn't for whatever wouldn't, reason. Wouldn't Eric Bieniemy made sense then, too? Yeah. No. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. A uh, lot, of, lot of GOAT discussion going on this week with, obviously, LeBron James passing uh, Kareem. I saw Kareem doing interviews yesterday. still wearing that jacket, by the way. Still so wearing, Kareem still wearing the captain oh, jacket? Yeah, yeah. yeah, everywhere he everywhere he appeared yesterday. Well, had, it is a jacket. I mean, you know, he, had the, captain, those, he yeah. had the captain jacket on, which is pretty sweet. Right. Um, so LeBron now the all-time leading scorer in NBA history and uh, still fighting fights about Michael Jordan out and about. Yeah, I guess. Like the, the M- MJ versus this, LeBron discussion. This right? was a crazy one. I didn't fully like crunch the numbers, but I'm going to go with it. Is that cool with you? Okay. Because I'm a Jordan defender anyway. So is this the one I sent you about the 114? Yeah. Well, I, I, I didn't crunch the numbers either. And the first thing I did was I looked at who tweeted it and it's a baseball stat dork. So That's I'm like, where I'm I was. Yeah. Baseball stat dork. <laughs> probably. Probably right. Probably did the math. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Spader's his name. He's a, he's, a, he's a baseball, baseball MLB analyst. So stat dork, right? We know we're good with this. We're good at this one. 
Michael Jordan could return to basketball. We've been together 13 years, Josh. We're on the same wavelength on this tweet. is unbelievable. Michael Jordan could return to basketball and not score a single point in 114 straight games, and he would still average more points per game than LeBron James. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Uh, he could load manage, basically load manage for, no. He'd have to play, I guess. To, to, yeah. But he averaged over 30 a game. Jordan did. Yeah. And LeBron's not. He's 27.2 points per game for his career. But he's played a lot more games than Jordan has, too. Five more years worth of games. 1,410 games to 1,072. That's a lot of games, Josh. Yeah. That's, you know, 300 more games, roughly. Yeah. 350, yeah. That's a lot more games yep. than what Michael Jordan's played. The fact is, Jordan's averaged 30 a game. That's what makes you great, right? Crazy. It's not having all the points. It's averaging 30 a game and having six championships. Yeah. And and that's why when I look at who's that's the goat. two crappy years in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's why when you look at who's the goat, you, you, you can't not go back to Michael Jordan, right? You just can't not go back to Michael Jordan and say he's not the goat because he is. And And we've heard a lot of discussions about, LeBron versus Jordan yesterday, right? And they always delve back into, at least for me anyway, Patrick Mahomes now versus Tom Brady as the greatest of all, of all time. Michael Jordan is the GOAT and always will be because he basically put the league on the map, right? It was a fledgling league. You had Magic, you had Bird, and then Jordan hit the scene, and the rest, they say, is history. The league took off and became the popular league as it is, and Jordan was the biggest reason why. And this is the same conversation we're going to be having with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady for the next 15 years. It will be, when does Mahomes pass Brady as the GOAT, right? We're going to be looking at that. And is it the titles? Is it the stats? Is it total body of work? But the answer may be, we may never let, Patrick Mahomes passed Tom Brady as the GOAT, just like a lot of people, Josh, aren't letting LeBron pass Michael Jordan as the GOAT, which I don't disagree Hand with. Hand raised. Yeah. yeah, I don't disagree with. But I think I think when you ask somebody who the GOAT is, it is 1 million percent generational. You grew up watching Michael Jordan. You're taking Michael Jordan. Right you, or die. Yeah. You grew up watching LeBron. You're taking LeBron. You grew up watching Tom Brady. You're taking Tom Brady. You grew up in this era with Patrick Mahomes. You're taking Patrick Mahomes. So it's very much generational. And the only way the old guard, the Joshes of the world, are going to allow Mahomes to pass Tom Brady is with titles. Yep. That's it. Uh, me too. Yeah, I know. I that know. is That's it. That's where I'm at. Yeah. He's going to crush Tom Brady's record sooner rather than later. I mean, what he's done in his first five years just blows away what Tom Brady did in his first five years. We talked about those earlier in the week, right? Yeah. yeah. He's going to have all these passing records in yep, the NFL. He will. Titles will be the only thing holding him back. And that's what and, and that's holding LeBron me. back too though. <laughs> that's what's holding LeBron back. That dude won 3 titles with 3 different organizations. Yeah. That's impressive. I that's hate, impressive. He not said in a 4 and 5 and right, 6 and yeah. 7, you know, I mean. Kind of right. got out over skis there. Right. A little bit. A stretch in Miami. Yeah, yep, he did. Bit. He did. Jordan did the three-peat twice. That, that's big. So, I mean, you can go back and forth all day, but that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. The old guard who grew up watching Tom Brady are going to have a hard time telling you, just like the old guard that grew up watching Joe Montana 
they had a hard time saying that Tom Brady is the greatest all time because Joe's 4-0 in Super Bowls. Joe's 4-0 in Super Bowls. Tom Brady lost Super Bowls. Joe never lost the Super Bowl. So the Joe Montana camp will always say Joe's the best. The Brady camp will always say Brady's the best. And this generation of fans will always say Patrick Mahomes is the best. But the, the, the thing is, you're ranked by titles. When it comes down to everything, you have to look at those championships. And Tom Brady's got a hell of a lot more than anybody else. Yeah. The it's one thing great. that I thought of when I was looking at this topic last night and putting the rundown together for me and Josh's era. How, That's what I'm saying. Era's big. How, how blessed have we been to see Jordan in his prime, Kobe in his prime, LeBron in his prime, Montana in his prime, Brady in his prime, and now Mahomes going into his prime. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. I feel like a little bit of the Brady-Mahomes, too, will be kind of like Brady-Manning, to me anyway. Like, I always thought Manning was a better quarterback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. guys, he's always a better quarterback. Couldn't be, but couldn't beat him. Right. Brady always said the title. Like, Brady's the greatest winner ever. And it became, like, apparent when Brady's, like, stacking him up. You're like, no, he's the best. But as it was going, I'm like, I think Manning's better. <laughs> but he never won. Never and, won. And now, when it's over, it's like, it's Brady all the way. It's not even it's not even a, a contest. And I think it's going to be a problem for Mahomes to ever catch him because I think the titles are going to out, the, the, the scoreboard of titles are going to outweigh everything. And that's why it's so important to get yeah. the second one so you can really start yeah, this conversation. Start, try, to, right? try to give yourself a shot at give it. Give yourself yeah. a shot because yeah. each one you don't win is one more, one year, more you have to chase, there. right? And there, who knows if Tom Brady's retired yet? <laughs> that's true. I think I mean, I, he may roll back out and get a ring as a I backup think so. somewhere. I think so. and, and, you know, if, if you get an opportunity, go to ESPN.com. I don't promote the ESPNs of the world a lot. But this story on Joe Montana that was done with Wright Thompson was captivating for me. And I really feel bad for Joe Montana right now. He's getting to a place in life where nobody recognizes him anymore. I don't know how that could possibly be true. Because you're in your 50s, Josh. People in their 20s don't know Joe Montana. Hawking Skechers and stuff. and They're like, oh, old Guinness guy and- on TV, you know. That's why that documentary came out a year ago, which was epic on Peacock. Loved every minute of it. Watched it, it twice. Yeah, if you haven't Fantastic. watched it, if you haven't watched the Montana doc, it's pretty good. But this article talks about, like, Joe Montana doesn't like Tom Brady. And he's mad at Tom Brady for beating all of his records and really never calling him, like never having that relationship with him. And he said in the article, I hope Mahomes wins eight. So do we, Joe. Wow. So do we. Nice. Keep going. I mean, Joe Montana was unbelievable as a quarterback. And he does get forgotten. I mean, quite honestly, Josh, I'm hazy on Joe Montana's career. And I was a kid when Joe Montana was playing, you know? It's it's not like one of those moments where I remember every Joe Montana no, I, moment. I, I, rem, I re-remembered things because of the documentary. Of the documentary, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how it exactly went down in San Fran. Right. Oh, yeah. That's how it ended in Kansas City. That you know. dude had a fight for his job and was told he was no good in high school, in college, and in the pros. And he was arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. yeah. And there's a great piece about how they wouldn't let him play college ball, basketball. Yeah, yeah, because they wanted him to play football. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing in high school, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Joe Montana, man, unbelievable. And so he's in that conversation, greatest of all time. Mahomes is going to be in that conversation. But you got to get those titles. And ultimately, that's what separates you all. And that's what's keeping Michael Jordan, in my opinion, ahead of LeBron James. He has twice as many titles as LeBron. 
So the uh, the the Royals made a nondescript trade yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was to clear a roster spot for Granky. I was like, what was this trade for? Because you knew there was going to be like a corresponding type deal. It was basically for Granky. So they traded pitcher Anthony. Manashevitz. Manashevitz. I don't know. I remember you got him like last year. Mankiewicz? Mankiewicz? Yeah, Mankiewicz. Anthony Mankiewicz mm-hmm. was traded to the Cardinals. Okay. For cash. Right. Basically, so, you paid his salary. You get some cash back. Yeah. All right. So the Cardinals then had to make a move. So this was 830 yesterday morning. Not when the move made, but this was a tweet by the Cardinals yesterday at 830. Okay. Happy 30th birthday to pitcher James Nail. Never heard of him. So 830 in the morning. Happy birthday to pitcher James Nail, a pitcher of this, this Cardinals pitcher throwing. That was at 830. Okay. At 1.38 in the afternoon, we have acquired left-hand pitcher Anthony Never heard of him. From, from Kansas City in exchange for cast considerations to make room in the 40-player roster. Right-hand pitcher James Nail has been designated for assignment. Oh, man. Hours after wishing this guy a happy birthday. Happy they birthday him. and gone. Happy birthday. Don't let the door hit you on the oh, way out. Oh, man. It's oh, a cold-blooded that, business. That's sad. Ryan's got the totals. You hate to see it. Happy birthday at eight thirty. By one thirty, you're gone. You're gone. They've sent out a tweet saying you've been, you've been. We wish Mister. What was his name? Nail. Nail. Mister. Nail the best. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he no longer is an employee wow. of the St. Louis Cardinals. Wow. But I hope you enjoy your cake. So happy birthday, James Nail. Happy birthday today as well to uh, to Joe Pesci. Is it possible, the two Utes? Uh, uh, to what? Uh-oh. What was that word? Uh, what word? To what? What? Did you say Utes? Yeah, two Utes. Two Utes. Joe Pesci is 80 years old today. So happy birthday to uh, to Joe Pesci. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? <laughs> Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. Hey. Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? You're right. Funny how? What? Just... You know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> you mean, so? let me understand this, because I don't, you know, maybe it's me, I'm a little f***ed up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to f***ing amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? 80 years old, I'm still afraid he'd kick my ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. You wouldn't. You wouldn't want to scrap with Joe Pesci. No. Excuse oh, me, excuse on, me, excuse me, fellas. Uh, this is tuna. See, I hate tuna, okay? I refuse to get stuck with tuna now. Hey, Leo, don't eat the tuna. Oh, who are you? I just said that. I'm not eating this. Oh, I'm not eating tuna. Come on, let's go back. Hey, we're not going back, so just shut up. Oh, sure, don't go back. Okay, okay, don't go back. That's it. That's mm-hmm. what they want. Let me tell you, can I give you two guys a friendly piece of advice, okay? Don't ever go up to the drive-thru, okay? Always walk up to the counter. You know what? Okay, okay, okay. Okay. They f- you with the drive-thru, okay? They f- you with the drive-thru. They know you're going to be miles away before you find out you got f- okay? They know you're not going to turn around and go back. So they don't care who gets f- Oh, Leo gets. Okay, sure. I don't give f- not eating this tune, okay? Shut up! Whatever Leo wants, Leo gets. Yeah. Except great advice. I have followed that since that movie. You're always going to get bleeped at the drive-thru. Make sure you count the items. Who hasn't taken that advice? Always check check the bag. Fantastic advice. It's it's great advice. It's some of the the best advice you'll ever get or gets. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, case, it, yeah. it is phenomenal advice. Count your tacos, count your burgers, count your yeah, fries. Yeah. Make sure you got it all. Because if you don't do it, that's on you. Yeah. You know they're not giving you everything through the dress, especially at the Taco Bell at midnight. You're lucky to get anything at that point in time, right? And a lot of times and you I don't will, care at that point. If you're Taco Bell at midnight, what's the matter? Err on the side of just give me the right amount. I've done that before, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right, four burgers are in there. I don't know yeah, what they are. There's four things. We're out. <laughs> but you definitely definitely check, and it goes straight back to, to Leo Getz. Absolutely. Yeah, it really Pesci's does. A couple there. of things about Joe Pesci. Number one for me, um, I always thought he was 80. Like, he's one of those guys. Like you said, he's 80. Like, I thought he was 80 when he was in these yeah. movies. And number two, I love him in the Jersey Mike's commercials right now. I think he is doing such a great job in those Jersey Mike sub commercials. <sighs> Not Joe Pesci. Oh. No. It's not? Uh, nope. It's Rhea Perlman's husband. Not Joe Pesci. No. Don Perlman? Yeah. I swear that's Joe Pesci, man, slicing that ham. Waiting for that steak and cheese. He can hear it, and he's wearing a tuxedo, and he rips the tuxedo it's not, off. It's not, it's not Pesci. Roger Goodell, you so stupid. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Roger Goodell, fellas, got a lot of nerve. When you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. <laughs> Thank you, coach. That was actually said yesterday. It wasn't by John Rothstein. Right. Once told us college basketball has never been better. Never been better. Has been a lot better, actually. It's continued to not be better. Roger Goodell yesterday was discussing officiating and uh, says, hey, man, they got, you know how many calls they had, Bob? 42,000. Yeah, most of them, right? Yeah, most so of that's, them. That's when cool. you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. There are over 42,000 plays in a season. Multiple infractions could occur on any play. Take that out or extrapolate that. That's hundreds, if not millions of, of, of potential fouls. And our officials do an extraordinary job of getting those. Are there mistakes in the context of that? Yes. yes. They are not perfect, and officiating never will. But we've also had, obviously, replay and other aspects that help us address those issues to make sure they're not uh, something that uh, we can't correct on the field. Communications between our office, that is not the case the, in the championship game. That that was stopped appropriately because the clock was running. By yeah, that one I agree with. Yeah, sure. That happens frequently in our game. <laughs> That's not an unusual thing. I don't think that was a bad happen. call. So, again, we want to go back and look at the facts. We may not disagree. We may not agree with every TV announcer or every officiating expert, but we think our officials are doing a great job. Ugh. What did he say at the beginning? College basketball has never been better. So. When you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. That was John Rothstein originally telling us college basketball's never been better. Correct. It's gotten worse since then. John yep. Rothstein, 12 hours ago. Yep. West Virginia basketball, tougher than a long weekend at your in-laws. 
I love my in-laws. Yeah, my in-laws are great. The hell he's talking about. That guy just tweets to hear himself tweet, right? Yes, okay. yeah, pretty much. He thinks his people need him, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. When you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. Hmm. I think that is arguably one of the dumbest things ever uttered in the sports world. You think so? Yes. Huh. Don't say I don't get along with my teammates. I just don't get along with some of the guys on the team. Sorry for the accusations, Terrell. The media and us fans totally have misjudged you. Charles Shackelford's a fraud. Remember, remember Terrell yeah. Owens? Terrell Owens, yeah. That was pretty dumb. And then he went and did sit-ups, I think, right? He did. He did do sit-ups. Yeah. He went and did sit-ups. So I'll take... That was dumb. No. I'll take Goodell. I'll take, I'll take Goodell, take over, Goodell that. over that. When you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dumb things. Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving's flat logic. In case you didn't know, the earth is round. But don't tell that to Boston Celtics superstar Kyrie Irving. The man has made it clear many times that he disagrees with proven science. The earth is flat, I'm telling you. It's right in front of our faces. They lie to us. To explain his reasoning, Irving said this. When I started actually doing research on my own and figuring out that there is no real picture of Earth, not one real picture of Earth, and we haven't been back to the moon since 1961 or 1969, it becomes like conspiracy, too. Actually, we went to the moon in 72, to be honest with you. Nobody knew about it because they didn't publicize it. Um, Still, uh, Goodell for me. When you look at officiating... I don't think it's ever been better in the league. Still Goodell. Yeah, probably still Goodell. As dumb as Kyrie Irving is, and I can't stand him, uh, I'm going with Roger Goodell. Deleting that tweet, apologizing for the comments that he made is deplorable. Just deplorable to me. Joe Flacco? Baltimore Ravens quarterback Joe Flacco wanted himself a big contract, so he decided to hype himself up. After the 2012 season, Flacco had this to say. I assume everybody thinks they're a top five quarterback. I mean, I think I'm the best. I don't think I'm top five. I think I'm the best. I don't think I'd be very successful at my job if I didn't feel that way. I mean, come on, that's not really too tough of a question. To be fair, Flacco did lead Baltimore to a Super Bowl 47 championship and won the game's MVP award. But really, Joe, why do you do this to yourself? And never to be heard from again is what they forgot to add on to the end of that. Because after that 2012 season, we really didn't hear much out of Joe Flacco anymore. So that or Roger Goodell? When you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. Still Roger Goodell. Mm. Still Roger Goodell. Mm. How about Spree? Latrell Spreewell. Latrell Spreewell, show me the money. Latrell Sprewell was a four-time NBA All-Star and a top-notch player when he set his mind to it. Of course, he's also the guy who got suspended for choking his own head coach during a practice, so yeah. But yes, it gets even dumber than that. The Minnesota Timberwolves offered Sprewell a three-year deal worth $21 million in 2004. His response? I have a family to feed. If Glenn Taylor wants to see my family fed, he better cough up some money. Otherwise, you're going to see these kids in one of those Sally Struthers commercials soon. <laughs> His NBA career ended just months later. We highly doubt he found a way to make the $21 million he passed up from the Timberwolves. Mm, yeah, that's pretty dumb right that's there. That was kids in the commercial. That was one of the dumber comments when it was made, too. I mean, everybody talked about that. Mm. You're not going to be able to feed your family. But, but when you look at officiating... I don't think it's ever been better in the league. Yeah, Roger Goodell takes the cake. I can't think of anything dumber said in professional or high-level collegiate sports dumber 
than Roger Goodell saying, I don't think officiating's ever been better. No. No. Again, he has to do that. If he got up there and started slaying the officials and saying they were awful, well, it's not going to be a good work environment for everybody. And you're trying to maintain officials in your league. And, and I'll continue to tell everybody because the question keeps coming up. Why is Carl Cheffers refing the Super Bowl? He's refing the Super Bowl because he's available. And there's not many guys or gals that are available to ref the Super Bowl because of the restrictions that they put on it. You have to have five years minimum as a white hat in this league to referee the Super Bowl. There aren't many guys or gals that have five years under their belt as the lead official to referee the Super Bowl. That's why we got stuck with Chaz Jeffers. Uh, You sent an email to us yesterday that was just titled Windex. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I have issues with Windex. I didn't I didn't quite see this one coming. I I I, I need more. Okay, more. Wh- to me like why did you send us an email titled Windex? Cuz I've got this Windex at home and I use it on the windows and it never does what it's supposed to. It's always streaky, right? It's always streaky unless you're using like newspaper. Who the hell has newspaper anymore? I think Windex is one of the worst things out there on the market. And the only way to really truly get your windows as a streak-free shine is to either use a squeegee, which I bought my wife for Mother's Day, a nice window cleaning kit. She's not used it. I use it all the time. And then have some other sort of solution, not spray on Windex and try to use paper towels with this. And so it's useless. I have it in my house. I've had it in my house for my entire life when I was – it's always been in the house, but it's such a useless product. And so yesterday I was cleaning up in the bathroom a little bit and I'm, I'm spraying on this Windex. I'm like, I'm, I'm cleaning this mirror like 10 times. This is like a waste of time. Windex to me is one of the more useless items in your home. So I wanted to know from you guys, what do you have at your house that you always have there that you know is completely useless, but you still have it at your house? Our wives would say us. That's what I came up with. I think it's the bag of screws that comes with something. The, the extra stuff. The extra screws. And you the, keep them. Yeah, and you keep and them. You, you put, never and use them. never use again. Like, I'm going to crack open a random plastic bag that's got a few screws in it. Right. It's not going to fit anything else. And by the and it's not extra. You forgot to put them in somewhere, and, and you don't know where. And, and you didn't label it in order to have it for the thing it's for. You don't know what it's for anymore. Well, you don't. You, you just threw it aside. Right. Yeah, I think you're Got right like about whole, that, too. The whole bin of those things. Yeah. Stupid. That and, like, extra wood pieces. <laughs> pieces of wood. <yeah. laughs> we have extra wood pieces all over our home. Yeah. Wife said she's going to do something. Like, okay, fine. No, I, I or they're stacked in the garage. You know, they're like, right. there's like a half a two-by-four that's, like, in the garage. And then there's all these various sizes. And then you need one of these. It never works. You have to go buy a new one anyway. right. right. But we keep the scrap. But we keep, we, all, we keep them. all that, right? Stupid and useless. Right. Just so, like that junk drawer. Yeah. What the hell's in the junk drawer? Junk. Junk. Right. And Dump we don't use out. none and of we it. we don't use any of it. And you then know, you get a random pack of hot sauce in there. You know what Why else? isn't it in the tray in the fridge with all the yeah. Chick-fil-A sauce and the ketchup? Right. That goes in the fridge. Put that in there. That doesn't belong in the junk drawer. Now, every once in a while, I'll find a soy sauce packet in, in there. And sometimes that's a lifesaver. Because sometimes you bring sushi home and they only give you that one little packet and... I, I made the mistake. I bought Worcestershire sauce instead mm-hmm. of the soy sauce one time. I thought we had it. We didn't. And I found one of those in a drunk drawer. I'm like, money! <laughs> I got soy sauce! 
I just need to make this work. One packet. Yeah. From the text line, the 816, I've had the same wax paper for 20 years. Instruction manuals. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Whole yeah. File yeah. Yep. 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 You're not yep. looking yep. at those ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Not the one warranty you need. cards that come with the instruction manual. Throw yeah. those out. Yeah. Junk drawer in the kitchen. The old DVRs. Yeah. We've got a bunch of DV- DVDs and DVR players and things like that. My wife's like, well, we can't get rid of that. We're going to need that someday. For what? My wife doesn't throw boxes out like for appliances like toasters. I used to keep TV boxes for a long time. My wife finally is like, no, enough. Yeah. We got to throw these out. Like, oh, well, if we ever, we, we, we don't move very often. No, like, that's why I said, well, keep, when we move. You don't need to keep those boxes. I need I'm a like, box yeah, or a right. cake pop machine when we move. I know, I know. I'm not moving until I retire, and yeah. I'm not going to want the cake pop yeah, machine. Yeah, we all haven't that used it then. yet. Somebody says the magic eraser. I love the magic eraser. I think that is a great household cleaning item. I love that. I think 50-50 on it. You are? Yeah. Okay. Saran wrap. DNC batteries. That's Saran a Saran wrap's one. the worst. Saran wrap sucks. It's if you don't terrible. peel it off never the right works. way to start it with it, it never stick works. To anything. It's never there. Team press and seal. Let's all it, go. All it does is make you mad. It does. It, it's awful. Saran wrap's a joke. DNC batteries. That's a good call, too. When was the last time you used a D no, or a C? All you C? need is double A and triple A's. Triple A's. A and double A. And a nine volt if you want to shock yourself. For the, uh, for the smoke detector. That's it. Yeah. Flower bit vases, yes. Every time my wife gets flowers from something, oh, we got to save the vase. Why? <laughs> you only need one. Right. You only need one vase. Right. You don't need more than one. Yep. One all likely. Keep them coming at 913-586-7610 on the Jay's Southland Tow Service uh, text line. Uh, Bob's very tough on contracts. Chris Jones edition next.